Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Espresso Babe. I'm Lee and joining me as ever is the little chef, the man your mum's warned you about, it's Callum. <laughs> Hello, thank you again for having me here Lee, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed it is, and we are again recording a little bit late this week because we went to see some cricket. We did, on Tuesday, and it was very it was very enjoyable actually. It was actually, I've never been to cricket before. I've listened to it an awful lot, I started listening over lockdown because I enjoyed the sort of the... I enjoyed the sort of the way the um, commentators could make almost nothing happening sound quite interesting. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise you'd actually played in your in your past, but... I did, yes. Yeah, the opportunity came up, they were offering free tickets, so I thought I would finally see a game, I dragged you with me, sir. You did, and it was enjoyable. England absolutely smashed India they, in the... Uh... They did indeed. We've taken a few videos which we haven't put up yet, which is very bad of us. It is very bad. This may not seem quite so extreme for those of you who work early mornings anyway... Or work day jobs. Yep. But Callum and I obviously work jobs that keep us going slightly later in the evenings. So we're not used to sleeping early. We're definitely not used to waking up early. Yep. And we had to be up at six o'clock. Well, we were supposed to be up at six o'clock, Callum. Yeah, and I was going to get to about half six. To drive down to Birmingham from where we are in Norwich. It's about a three hour drive. We were going to take the train, but the train was about 300 quid, which is absolutely ridiculous, by the way. It's just to have a few drinks. Yeah, so 60, 65 quid's worth of petrol and 20 quid's worth of parking. We've saved £200. Yes. But yeah, you were meant to get to mine at about half six. Yes. You got to mine at about seven. I did, yes. We still made it on time. We just did, about, yeah. Just about. Yeah. Despite my having had maybe three hours sleep. Yeah. Because not for good at sleeping early. And yeah. you, having, you had about one, I will give you that. Yeah. You didn't have a lot of sleep. I was awake and navigated through the entire drive down. You did, yes. We had a great time down there. Played the traditional car games. No, no, car games. Car games, Played yes. the traditional car games. Excuse me, I nearly said card. We we wrote the full chronicles of Mr. Brakey. Mr. Brakey, yep, that was great. <laughs> it's one of those bizarre moments where you've got somebody who happens to be going in the same direction. And they'd turn up and then they'd fall behind and they'd turn up. And he just... he. He, there was no dangerous driving. He just had a very strange manner of braking, and it was Mister. It was the full chronicles of Mister. Brakey for about two hours. It's because he braked sporadically once, and that was it. That's his nickname, <laughs> Mister. Brakey, for the next hour. Every time we saw him, the, yeah. So we wrote the ballad of Mister. Brakey, and that was fun. <laughs> that was great entertainment. <laughs> just basically just adds enjoyment to like a pretty boring journey. Cause it's yeah. pretty straight, isn't it? Really? Yeah, there were only like two, three. Four roads we had to go down once we got out of the city. Yeah. And the cricket didn't last as long as I'd have hoped. We yeah. drove about three hours to watch about an hour and a half of cricket. Yeah. And then we dosed about in Birmingham for a bit, which was nice. Birmingham's mm. actually quite nice. I've not been there before. It's quite nice. I've not heard many positive things about it, but I'm not sure why. It seems quite nice. You've, uh, quite pleasant. You, you we were also, in Edgbaston, I suppose. But It's true. But you also bought two trophies back from Birmingham, didn't you, Lee? I did. You were very salty about it. I was very salty. But... When we came to the drive back, Callum, you were my navigator because I, I agreed you could drive down. Yep. So you could have a couple of drinks while we were there. Yep. You sunk five. Yep. By the way. Yes, I did. And then I was to drive back. Yeah. And you were to navigate for me. I navigated you out of Birmingham absolutely fine. You got me out of Birmingham, yeah. So yep. you were okay for the first 20 minutes. <laughs> for the rest of the two, hour, two hours and 40 minute drive home... I'm going to estimate you were asleep for about 
two hours and 20 minutes of them. Yeah, I, yeah, I was, yeah. What you'd do <laughs> is you'd fall asleep for 20 minutes, wake up for about five minutes, look panicked, stare at the sat-nav, tell me I was on the right road, which I already knew, <laughs> and then go back to sleep for another 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. On repeat for two hours. On repeat for two hours. You were the worst navigator ever. In my defence, we were now asleep for the whole day. Yeah, I mean, by the time we got back, I was absolutely shattered because mm. we'd been up for 12 hours on about three hours sleep. Mm. And I was just Plus, done. it was a long drive as well. Like, yeah, it was a long drive. But it was, yeah, it was actually really good fun. You were very excitable at the cricket. I was, I loved it, mate. I was... You were treating it like I, a football match. I was. <laughs> I was like, go on! <laughs> right in the poor gentleman's ear in front of... I did feel bad when you mentioned that they'd moved their earphones. I think they were probably listening to the commentary on the radio or something. They had a headphone on each outside ear and you started shouting and they switched them to the ears that were in front of you. That was a great commentary. I'll tell you what's happened. He's hit the ball. No, the fielder's missed it. That's a four. Yeah, that was good. No, but it was really good fun. Mm. But it did mean we hadn't recorded then. So we're recording on a Sunday night again, which is always fun. Technically Monday morning, but... I always feel after after, when I'm recording after um, working a long shift though, yeah. I always find I drawl. I, I've got a bit of a natural drawl anyway. Yeah. And it gets more pronounced the more tired I get. <laughs> and once it's been a long shift, I sound half drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I swear I've I've not had a drink across the day of anything alcoholic, but I just sound like I've sunk four or five before I started recording. I promise <laughs> yeah. I haven't. <laughs> That's my job, Lee. Actually, you've been pretty good lately as well. I have. And you've started cycling, sir. I have started cycling, yes. Fine. And no Sorry. one's run you off the road yet, which is a shame. No one yet, no. It's probably because I've got the pink reflector <laughs> on my back. We have to get a photo of that. You yeah. came out, you were wearing an orange reflector on yourself. Yep. So you already looked like someone's dad. Yep. And an orange reflective jacket. And then you had a pink reflective jacket tied around your backpack. Yep. And I had the helmet with a helmet light as well. Oh, well, the helmet light I can get on board with. That's good. That's keeping yourself safe. But you were, you were, I don't know what you were dressed up as. You, I think you looked like you should have been waving in aeroplanes for the world's campest air company. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it, sir. It was, it was remarkable. And mm. I'm, I should have thought to take pictures at the time, but I didn't. That's right. I'll be biking in next week as well, so... Yeah, no, it's been... <laughs> It's been interesting, <laughs> but it's going to be good for you mm-hmm. and better for the environment and better for your wallet. Win, win, win. Yeah, triple win. Triple win. So anyway, I digress. How are you doing, Mr. Callum? Uh, I'm actually doing all right. It's, it's been a long weekend, but obviously we saw the cricket and it's been quite eventful throughout. Yeah. So yeah, I'm actually doing really good. Feeling better myself now. I've started biking and that. Feeling yeah, that's going to do you some good. Cut down on the beers and everything as well, so... Oh, good man. I get a balanced lifestyle, so I'm getting there. That's a start. S- stately progress, sir. Yeah. What about you? Anything new to report for the week, or...? Ah, nothing exciting, sir. Been keeping busy, been working, 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 unfortunately, which is not the most fun. But no. you can't have everything in life. I wish you could, but don't... <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> Did you just get clawed by the cat? Yeah, she just... <laughs> the first one, I thought, oh, that's not that hard. And she's like, mm, okay, I'm going to keep going until... Owly started going outside a little bit, which is quite cool. Really? Yeah, the little nervy cat has started Ooh. braving the great outdoors. Road repair. Well, she's she's developed more slowly in terms of confidence the other, mm. than the other one has. Um, when we first got 
When we first got the cats. She'd hide all day, all the time. Mm. And that was probably for about a month. And it's taken her up until now to start going outside. But yeah, she's starting to go outside, which is... It's good. Yeah, it's very good. I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased to see it, to be honest. Because sweet as she is, it's not really fulfilling. If you're an indoor cat your entire life, is it? You need to get out and explore no. and see the world murder some wildlife. <laughs> exactly. Cats are very murdery creatures. Bring in a few frogs. Do you know why they play with their dinner before they eat it? It's to make them scared. It is to make, it's deliberately to make them scared. Because cats like the taste of adrenaline in the meat they eat. Yeah. So they they deliberately terrify it as much as possible before it dies because they like the flavour. <laughs> cats are psychopaths. They are, they? they are. They are tiny little tigers that live in your house. And if they could, they would eat you as well. Yeah. I know I have two cats now, but don't trust them. They're evil. Yeah. But what I will say is I definitely love to go to another cricket game. We'll take a few more photos. Yeah. Take some TikToks for the TikTok and stuff for the... Um, other social medias and actually make more of an affair of it and go down for yeah. a slightly longer day. Yeah. Rather than go dash down for a couple of hours. One thing I have been thinking about... I mean, I've been reading a lot more lately. I've yeah. been getting back into reading because I'm, I'm, I'm awful when it comes to reading. Not in that I'm bad at it or slow, but once I, start, once I pick up a book, yeah. I'm gone. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, I can't... You'd get engrossed, you'd be... Yeah, and yeah. I can't... I know people who can get into bed with a book, read the book for a sort of a chapter, and then they're falling asleep. And like, oh, I'm falling asleep. The day we went to the cricket... Yeah. I was... Shattered. Yeah. Very nearly swore there. Yeah. You also were shattered. Yes. So I was sort of going, right, I'm not going to go to sleep now, because if I do, my sleep cycle will be out of whack. That's not ideal. So I'll, I'll, I can't do anything too high intensity, because I'm tired. I know, I'll read a book. So I picked up a book from one of my favourite authors, thought, okay, I'll go through that series again. Yeah. About six o'clock. About 3am. Yeah. I started going, oh, my eyes are burning. Why are my eyes burning? Oh. Been reading for nine hours. I've been reading for pretty much nine hours and not interacted with people or the world or anything at all. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's five days from then. I've gone through two of the books, two thirds of the way through the third one. Yeah. And you see that book there, Callum? Yes, that that's very the big. third one. Yeah, that's Damn. about that's probably about fourteen hundred pages. Yeah, the other two are about five hundred pages apiece. So yeah, on one hand, it's really nice to get back into reading again. On the other hand, I'm back in that stage where I pick up the book, and I'm just dumb. I'm gone for the day. It's like, like there's no like hour long session. No, no, just... no. I'm just that's it. I can't. I can't. You read till you not. I can't put the damn anymore. thing down. Yeah. I have a horribly obsessive personality. It's probably why I'm still doing this. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but once I've started something, it's just, I can't stop. Well, it's just when you get that engrossed, you're like, oh, I can't leave it here. I want to know what happens here. Or what yeah. the final one's there. And then it'll go back to that bit. And then it'll, and just as it gets me interest me, it'll stop. And it'll go back to another part. It's like, okay. Well, the funny thing is, I've read the entire series already. Up to where he is. Yeah. The author, I mean. Yeah. But I've just gone again. Why not? But, I've, I mean, I've been enjoying that. And if you don't read, do it. But, fun as it is to talk about me and reading, I wonder if we might want to talk about our riddles, Mr. Callum. I think we should get the riddles out and see if our answers are right and see if the people at home are right as well. So, to remind those of you who are listening what last week's riddle was, from myself to Mr. Callum, it was I have keys but no locks, I have space but no rooms. 
You can enter, but you cannot leave. And if I remember correctly, I think I said keyboard. You did say a keyboard, sir, and you would be absolutely right, which puts you on to two and a half, I think. Two and a half, yeah. Two and a half. <laughs> nice, I'll take that. Two, got... with the, two with a pity point. Yep, I've got, to take, I've got to take every point I can over there. <laughs> and just to remind everyone else, my riddle was, I'm as strong as a rock, but one word can break me. What am I? And I went with silence. You did, and that would be correct, sir. Hey, which puts me on three. Puts you on three. Half a point. I'm a pity point ahead of you. You are indeed, sir. <laughs> so congratulations if you got that to our listeners. And if you didn't, then better luck in the next one, which we're about to reveal. Absolutely. Would you like to start then, sir? Yes, I shall start. You know what? I'm going to go with this one. A diamond plate... A glowing grate, a place you never leave, where am I? A diamond plate, a glowing grate, a place you never leave. Yeah, where am I? Okay, I'll have to give that one a... Uh, ponder? A ponder, yes, absolutely. What's happened to you? I don't know, mate. <laughs> um, and hanging out with you too much, mate. Yeah, I'll give it a ponder and I shall give an answer at the end of the podcast. So, mine to you, sir. Slightly longer than yours, I will concede. Well, you need to write it down. Oh, I wasn't talking about the riddle. Um, no. <laughs> Sorry. Um, a window cleaner is cleaning a window on the 25th floor of a skyscraper when suddenly they slip and fall. They've got no safety equipment, nothing to soften their fall, and yet they are unharmed. How can this be? One more time, please. A window cleaner is cleaning a window, obviously, yeah. on the 25th floor of a skyscraper, when suddenly they slip and fall. They've got no safety equipment, nothing to soften their fall, yeah. and yet they are unharmed. How can this be? Okay, I think I will also give that a ponder, and I will give the answer at the end of the episode. So, all things being equal, I suppose we should move on to what's going on, sir. We should indeed... And I think we've had another contribution from Charlotte, have we not? We have had another contribution from Charlotte, so thank you again. Again, thank you, Charlotte. We need to put, like, a, a number one but fan badge or something yeah. on the old Facebook page. Right, I have had a brief read. Okay, I you took a few screenshots So, so this is Charlotte's um, news title for us, is it? Yeah, yep, news story. Ready? I'm ready. It's probably best not doing this one live. <laughs> Boss praised for letting staff take masturbation break at special work perch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, our boss doesn't do that. No, he doesn't. No. Uh, <laughs> better get an half hour break, let alone a wank break. No, I don't think... <laughs> oh dear. Right, that's a half hour masturbation break. Why are they getting a half hour masturbation break, Callum? So, to start it off... She was keen for staff to practice self-care, so gave employees 30 minutes to themselves and has now spiced it up by improving the policy some more. So the, the, the lady's name in question is Erica Lust, and she's a porn director. Okay, I'm starting to see why masturbatory breaks might, might be a thing. It says she's won a number of awards for her erotic films. She launched a new self-care policy in 2021 with the aim of making her employees more relaxed. <laughs> She said she allows her workers to take the breaks because she values her employees and gives it credit for increased productivity and less aggression in the workplace. How aggressive are people in... in... I'm not sure. 
But it says she's now offering free sex toys to her workers as a special work perk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, I mean... My assumption is, if they're working in pornography... Yeah. A lot of people who are not directly involved in the uh, in the scene, shall we yeah. say, are more likely to be a bit distracted and flustered. Yeah. Perhaps. And therefore a chance to uh, blow off some steam, shall we say. Yeah. Is going to be beneficial. I I doubt if you're working in if you're working in an office in insurance, they're probably not going to let you go and um, sort yourself out for half an hour during your shift. I'm afraid. I don't, I don't think, think so. this. I don't think this is going to catch on. No, especially not in the hospitality industry. <laughs> Man, yeah, just off a break, just bam, bam, busting one out, bashing the bishop. Uh, my word, thank you, Callum. Your subtlety knows no bounds. Yeah. But I think in any industry other than adult film, should we say? Yeah. I can't imagine this catching on. I can't imagine it either. But that's, that's quite, I thought that was quite a quirky story. So thank you again for sending it in, Charlotte. Absolutely. Thank you, Charlotte. Um, well, seeing as you've start, done a story, I suppose I should do one myself. So I'm afraid, seeing as we've had one slightly childish one, well, yeah. the opposite of childish, but yeah, not the most um, mature, shall we say. I'm afraid I'm following in the same vein. I'm usually the one with slightly more... Yeah. Mundane stories, but this... Um, yeah, this one's a bit more childish. Man's genitals started whistling when lung collapsed and air escaped through his scrotum. What? <laughs> yes, um, it's got a real name. It's a rare condition called pneumoscrotum. <laughs> it sounds like a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does, yeah. The practical upshot, if you're interested in the biology of it, is that when you've got any kind of issue that's causing air to build up in your body, it needs to go somewhere. Yeah. So if you've got an open wound on some part of your body, the air escapes through there. Yeah. Much in the same way as they release air from a build-up. If, yeah. Yeah. From some, yeah, from somewhere. This particular gentleman had an open wound on his scrotum. I don't want to know how or why. And a collapsed lung. Damn. So as a result, he had air building up inside his body... Um, it had to go out somewhere, and the only place it could go out was through that open wound. Uh, it was it wasn't presumably not a big open wound, a very yeah. sort of a small lesion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he had a whistling scrotum and went into A and E for it. <laughs> Excuse me, well, I think there's something wrong with my balls. Both of his lungs had collapsed actually, which is rather unfortunate. Medics described what happened in the American Journal of Case Reports. If you're particularly interested. Saying they believe it's the first case of its kind. There, there, I have to say this seriously, I'm sorry. There have been rare incidences of air building up in the scrotum before, but never involving whistling. <laughs> now, I doubt... I've just got the image of it blowing up like a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> going to make balloon animals out of this. That's, that's going to be a West End show next. <laughs> man in his whistling ball sack or something. <laughs> the gentleman in question had undergone surgery in the area several months previously. There we go, that's why. Um, and a wound remained there, presumably from stitches or something, which is why the air was able to escape. Again, not quickly, which would be why it was whistling, so it would have been a quite a tight gap, I suppose. In the report, the doctors said the man adamantly denied injecting any air into his scrotum, which might have caused the whistling. So this gentleman's first question, after you've had to go into hospital, have this very awkward conversation of what seems to be the problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my, my scrotum is whistling at me. 
Their first question was, did you inject the air in there yourself, sir? <laughs> what? Yeah. I guess it's just a standard procedural questions, mate, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, it's actually been suggested by the doctors as well that the air being able to escape from somewhere may have actually helped keep him survive, because when you've got a build-up of too much air, as I gather, I'm not a medical expert by any means, the more you have filling the space, the harder it is for your lungs to expand. So the harder it therefore would have been for him to breathe. So the fact that Samir was able to escape may have helped keep... So the surgery on his scrotum might have saved his life? Might have saved his life. The collapsing lungs probably weren't helping, though. No. 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 We're glad he's okay, and I'd like to know if it can perform any tunes. Just get a recorder on that, or... On the dock of the bay, Otis Redding? <laughs> yeah. If it can do that, I'll be impressed. <laughs> you to tutorial how to make your scrotum sound. <laughs> Otis Redding's Grotum song. <laughs> okay, right, we're, we're de- devolving into entirely childishness. It's probably partly through having worked all day and being slightly giddy, but that's also really funny. That is quite funny. So, do you have a new story moving away again, please, uh, for us yourself, Mr. Callum? I do. I'm always ready, sir. A giant step for hamkind. Hamster survives daring trip into the stratosphere on a flying balloon. <laughs> How did the hamster end up in a balloon? Uh, the space ham reached a maximum altitude of 14 miles. 14 miles? As in good health after being safely recovered from sea. Apparently, the company behind the daring experiment, the hamster was placed in an airtight cabin. It was an experiment. Yeah. <clears throat> Airtight cabin, 60 centimetres high and 50 centimetres down, with the same atmosphere, pressure and temperatures on the ground. One photograph showed the rodent looking wistfully out the window while <laughs> seven miles above the earth. How do you know if a hamster's being wistful? So it's obviously putting this thing up in the air as a test to see. I don't know. Yeah, what was the point of the experiment? Um, apparently they're, they're hoping to bring manned space travel to the masses and the experiment was designed to give would-be consumers confidence. Sorry. What? So I guess they're like a, a space travel. So the logic here. Back up a second. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to try and make sure I can get this clear in my head. The logic here is, random random people on the street. Please don't be afraid of getting in the giant rocket fueled potential explodey craft because we've managed to send a hamster up on a balloon. I believe so. <laughs> or, or they might be thinking they can do like pods that people can go up in above like, say twenty miles up. Uh, okay. Like in like a pod, like so they can get. Out. I see what you mean. Then why don't you just get in a hot air balloon? I mean, they don't go fourteen miles up, dude. They don't, no. No, they don't. They don't go half. I that think way. that's what they're pretty much trying to aim for. So they say, look, it is safe because we've sent a hamster up. And it's fine. Look, he's looking wistfully out the window. He's loving life. I don't think I'd want to get in a balloon that went fourteen fourteen miles above the ground. Nor do I. Apparently, further test flights are planned for for the hamster to go up to 15 miles. They send the hamster, the same hamster again. Yep. And at this height, people would be able to see the curvature of the Earth. Well, that sounds quite cool, to be fair. I'm not sure I'd go up there. I'd be breaking at hate heights. You've gone skydiving. Not 15 miles up, then. No, that would be... <clears throat> that's not skydiving. That would then be halo jumping. Mm. I've heard 20,000 feet. That's not 14 miles, mate. No, I know it's not. Straight through a rain cloud, mate. I would not happy. 
That'd be three three point seven miles. That's quite high. Mm. But yeah, that's that's the journey of the space hamster. The journey of the space hamster. And there will be a photo up on the Facebook page. So, as you say, that is all of the news stories we have got to cover for today. And there's much more discussion to be had on those. Nope. So, I suppose before we go any further, we'd better throw in our guesses to the riddles. We should. I have to admit, your one is worrying me ever so slightly, because I don't think I've got a lot on it. Yeah. But would you mind reading it out again? Yes, it is. A diamond plate, a glowing grate, a place you never leave. What am I? No, where am I? Sorry. Where are you? Where am I, yeah. Oh. Yeah. A diamond plate, a glowing grate, a place you never leave. Where am I? Where is slightly different from what? Yeah. I may be miles out, but I'm going with a crematorium. It's a bit dark, but it makes sense in my head. <laughs> okay. From the fact that you're laughing at me, I'm going to say I'm probably wrong. <laughs> Find out in next week's episode if Lee is right. It's just, it's just that took me by surprise. Here, right? <laughs> I'm going to assume I'm probably not right with that one then. Anyway, just to remind you of mine. Um, a window cleaner is cleaning a window on the 25th floor of a skyscraper when suddenly they slip and fall. They have no safety equipment and nothing soften to soften their fall, and yet they are unharmed. How can this be? There's only one thing I can think of, mm-hmm. and they're on the inside. Okay, that's what Callum thinks. What do you folks think? And we'll let you know next week. Maybe, maybe they're in one of the mare pod things that the hamster's in. Nah, yeah, yeah that's my answer. You, you, sorry, you, you think they might be in a, a hamster air pod? Yeah. Cleaning windows. Anyway... And you? Is there anything else we should be going into while we're here, do you reckon, Mr. Callum? Maybe how to contact us? Actually, before we jump into how to contact us, Mr. Callum, I'd just like to make a little call out to our listeners to make sure to remember to review us on your podcast provider. There's always a chance to upvote to leave a positive review. Please make sure you do that. It helps get more people involved, helps get more people listening, and it does us a whole lot of good. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think Lee summed that up pretty well. 30 seconds of your time just to tell us we're doing a good job. Makes it all worthwhile. Anyway, as Callum was saying, how to contact us. You can catch us on our Facebook page, which is Expresso Babe. There is a space between those two words. And please don't forget that Expresso is spelt E-X-P-R-E-S-S-O. If you don't remember how or why we chose to spell it like that, check episode one. Indeed. You can catch us on our Instagram, which is expresso underscore babe underscore. <laughs> you can indeed. Do check it out. You can catch us on TikTok, which is expresso babe the podcast. Starting this Tuesday, we're going to be going live. And I think we're going to record a little bit later in the evening. I'm hoping around six o'clock-ish, but we shall see. So be sure to catch us then. That'll be six o'clock, two hours after this podcast episode is released. You can also reach us on email, for those of you that still use it. It is... I still use email. Okay. Uh, Technically I do as well. Everyone still uses email. Okay, don't use Yahoo though. That's an email, it doesn't matter which email it is. Why are you so salty about Yahoo? I don't know, it just seems like old people use. 
Callum, why yeah. do you hate old people? I hate everyone. Yeah, that's true. I hate everyone equally. That way you don't leave out anyone particularly deserving. Exactly. Our email is expresso.babe at yahoo.com. And finally, we have a Twitter, which is at expresso underscore babe. So, thank you for listening to us today, folks. Be sure to share the podcast and be sure to get involved. We look forward to having you with us in the next episode. We look forward to having you in the next episode. And as always, sir, it's always a pleasure. Never a chore. And do join us next week. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.